Chatham County has solved the issue of fire protection for unincorporated property owners, contracting with longtime provider Chatham Fire for firefighting services. What the county has yet to determine is how property owners will pay for it. The Chatham Commission is expected to deliver that answer with a vote on Friday, and Chatham Fire's Chuck Kearns joins this episode of The Commute to break down the situation. From SavannahNow.com, this is The Commute Podcast, presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Bremer, opinion editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today is Tuesday, May the 10th. Later on this week, the Chatham Commission is expected to approve a fire fee for Chatham County properties not covered by municipal or volunteer fire departments. So, you know, if you live unincorporated and Pooler doesn't serve you, which they do some people unincorporated, or if you're Isle of Hope and you have a volunteer fire department, you get fire protection services there. We're talking about everybody else who gets their fire service from, or at least traditionally has gotten their fire service from, Southside Fire, which is now known as Chatham Fire. So for some time now, the county government staff has been working on the formula for that fee, as not all properties are created equally. A vacant lot is not the same as one with a house on it, right? Likewise, a residential property is different from a commercial site that includes a storefront, a warehouse, or a hotel or a manufacturing facility. On this episode of The Commute, we discuss the county's approach to arriving at that fee and what it takes to operate a fire department. Helping us do that is the ultimate insider on this on this subject, the Chatham Fire CEO, Chuck Kearns. But first, let's pay the bills. That means the promo read for this podcast presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Here at the Savannah Morning News, we are in the midst of planning some changes to our offices. As clients of Savannah's premier office design and outfitter, National Office Systems, that's, you know, that's us, Savannah Morning News, we clients. I have no doubt that the overhaul will ensure our environment remains comfortable and productive. National Office Systems works with Savannah's own dirt modular interiors on layouts and partners with two of the most iconic brands in office furniture, Herman Miller and now Knoll, whose products just recently became available. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's www.natoffsys.com. Up, promo read done. Now, here's the interview with Chatham Fires Chuck Kearns. Pleased to be joined again on the commute by Chief Chuck Kearns, who's with Chatham Fire, Chatham Emergency Services. And Chuck has been on before as the Chatham Fire fee, Chatham Fire situation has gone on for a couple of years now. I think you might have been in the studio the first time as, as long ago as two years ago uh, as, this, uh, as this situation developed. And just to catch everybody up real quick, was uh, Chatham Fire provides fire service in unincorporated Chatham. They have, up until recently, operated as a subscription service. So if you live on Wilmington Island, as I do, and you want fire protection, you subscribe through them. And if you don't subscribe for them, I guess you're not, at, at one point, we're not required to subscribe to them. But of course, that will have some impact on some insurance bills. And of course, if your house catches fire, you guys would come and put it out, but then you would send me a huge bill. We're coming yes. and putting it out so that's kind of uh, that's kind of where they were they were running a deficit because a lot of people in unincorporated chatham were not subscribing so they went to the county uh said hey you know can we figure out a way to kind of uh reconfigure this whole idea so that we become a a, a break-even uh, prospect in terms of a business and the county took some time and worked some things out and at the end of last year 
basically entered into a contract with you all. So now so the county pays you and where we are now is they're trying to figure out how they are going to pass those costs on to the taxpayers. So That's you great. all have been under contract and are no longer getting subscription checks from me, but getting checks from Chatham County, right? How has that all worked these first couple of months and what do people who used to send you a subscription check need to know about things now? So it, it's been working very well and, and, and thank you for having me on. Um, it's been working very well. Uh, the county has audited us twice as part of this process, and they found no irregularities in, in our financials, I'm, I'm happy to say. Um, and we have a very unique um, finance office. Our, our director of finance is not only a CPA, but also a lawyer. So uh, we, we do everything on the straight and narrow. Um, the county has been paying us. They have been uh, scrutinizing our bills uh, down to the penny. So, um, you know, they're very thorough uh, like that. And um, although and we've been getting... What do they bill you on? They, you send them, this is what it cost me to operate last month, or how does that work? Yes, exactly. So we, we send them an invoice for past services delivered, but we also have to do a line item breakdown of every single expense with regard to fire. So it's the salary, the benefit, nothing is broken down to a line item. And any item that's more than $20,000 by their regulations has to have a complete breakdown of the, uh, the details uh, right down to the penny. So you send them a bill every month. Uh, they in turn send you a check. They also uh, they get one or two people on your board. What are some of the other stipulations that are that, – what other changes have this arrangement required of you all? Okay, so the major changes are uh, in the contract, it just said generally that we will modify our corporate bylaws to accommodate the terms of the county contract. So the, the two big things there is the county does have the ability to appoint three members to our board, and they have done so. And I'm in the process of doing an orientation for those folks to three our out department. of Three out of nine? Three. Um, right now, uh, with the three appointees, the board size is 13. So. Okay. So we, there are 10 that represent our five fire districts and then the three from the county who are, if you will, at large. Gotcha. Um, and, and the other point I think we should make is that we have five unincorporated fire districts. We do not provide fire protection for Isle of Hope or Dutch Island. That's the Isle of Hope Fire Department. So, um, so we have to accommodate for the additional board members in the, the county appointment process. And we've gone to uh, an outside council some things like that to, to draft those up. Another thing that we're working through is um, our fiscal year has to change. So our fiscal year historically has begun in the month of August. From here on out, it's going to begin in July. So that engages our outside CPA firm because we get audited uh, by outside CPA firms twice every year one on the overall financials of the organization and one on the 401k retirement plan. So two different CPA firms do that. So we will have to file um, sometime after uh, July 1st a short year um, tax return and then change our um, tax reporting year, our fiscal year, to July 1. So th those are the three big things, change the bylaws, bring in the new members, uh, change the fiscal year. And of course, we're not doing the subscription billing in them. So we've been able to uh, repurpose some of our office staff to other positions 
um, people have decided to leave for other positions. So it, it really hasn't uh, impacted our business office in a negative way. Those people went to work for the hurricane shutter people's in here. <laughs> well, Taking care you know, of them. The, the people who are paying the most in the area are getting the most interest over at the ports. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's kind of what's going on from your end. Now let's get to, to what people really want to know, and that's what's going to happen from their end. And the county is set to vote on a fee on May the 15th, I believe, that will cover the cost. Of course, back in December, it was talked about doing a fire tax instead of a fire fee, but the tax commissioner has said, let's try a different way. And, and they landed on this fire fee, which it, to my knowledge, and correct me if this is beyond it, it, different from your understanding, it will work a lot like the dry trash fee, where it will be a fee that goes on the tax bill for the people who live in unincorporated Chatham. They'll see a dry trash fee, they'll see a fire fee, and, and that will be how it will appear on your bill. Now, how they arrive at the number, though, is a different matter, right? Because what they're proposing is, is a a flat fee for the land. So if you're a property owner, no matter how what the size of your of your parcel of your property is, you will pay a flat fee of $100 for fire coverage for that piece of property. And then there is a, a, a calculation that goes into determining how much the fire uh, protection services are on your structures. And what they do is they add up the square footage of all your structures to get to that number. And that number is, I got it here in front of me, just to throw some some basic numbers out, is if you have a, a house under 1,000 square feet, it's $125. If it's a house 1,000 to 1,999 square feet, it's 175. And it kind of steps up from there. So let's just use a 2,000 square foot house. You're, you're, it would be $250 for the coverage of the structure and another $100 for the land that is your property. So it would be $350 a year. Um, I know that you weren't necessarily involved in helping figure out the best way to go about this, but I know you were trying to figure stuff like that out with the subscriptions. This is not an exact science, right? This is difficult. That's what we're seeing here is, is trying to figure out a fair and equitable way to pass on the, the, the costs. I, I think the county has discovered that it's not easy and, and it is really hard and our, our board of directors thought long and hard when, when we changed our billing structure several years ago uh, to try to accommodate the, you know, the lack of funding by the non-payers. And we brought in a consultant who has done this around the state of Georgia. And you know, square footage is one way, water flow is another way to do it. You calculate how many gallons of water it would take to put that fire out if that mm. structure caught fire. And that is extraordinarily complicated. It would require a team of additional people to be hired to go wow. and inspect every single structure in the surface area. So they discounted that. And, and we landed, our board landed on an ad valorem type of method, thinking that if we could, because we could see way down the road, it, you know, if this didn't solve the problem, we would have to go to the county. And that's the way the county normally does things is ad valorem. So that's why we, we stopped on, on the billing uh, method that, that we did. And we did include uh, land because the consultant pointed out to us, at that time, 40% of all the fires we fight were ground fires, bushes, shrubs, grass. You know, and some people have been a little sarcastic saying, well, dirt doesn't burn. And I would suggest people who live in California or Colorado if they think that. Um, and so now it's 50% of what we do. Um, so, so the, the county was trying, you know, really hard and they've been very diligent and I know staff has worked very hard. They've called us and asked us questions a lot 
I'm try, trying, to, trying to figure out the best way to do this. Now, I think they originally planned to put it on tax bills in May or June, but they're, they're not going to make that deadline. I think we're, you know, as homeowners in the incorporated area, we're all going to see that in our second tax bill of the year. And it's exactly as you said. It will be listed as a fire protection services fee with the dry trash fee. We'll be right back with more from Chief Kearns. Pardon the interruption, but please allow me a moment to tell you about the upcoming Coastal Empire High School Sports Awards. Presented by the Georgia Ports and sponsored by Chatham Orthopedic Associates, the awards show returns to an in-person format this year after two years of virtual shows. The Best of Preps is scheduled for 7.30 p.m. on Monday, June the 10th at the Johnny Mercer Theater. Atlanta Braves great Andrew Jones will be the keynote speaker. You can come help us celebrate our local student-athletes by purchasing tickets at sportsawards.usatoday.com slash coastal empire one more time that's sportsawards.usatoday.com slash coastal empire you can also just go to savannahnow.com click on the sports tab when your browser takes you to that page you'll see a link to the tickets there just click there it's easier than trying to remember that nice long url but however you get there get there buy some tickets now, back to the 411 on the fire fee with Chatham Fires, Chuck Kearns. You mentioned the whole idea of how much of your fires are not structure related. Um, the flat fee, whether, you know, I have a two-thirds of an acre piece of property here versus somebody that has, I don't know how much of this is left in Chatham County, but several thousand acres of undeveloped land somewhere else. Logistically, is it a whole lot different in terms of fighting a fire of a residence or of a business that has a structure versus a fire that is just grass and trees? Oh, absolutely. It's a completely different tactics. There are issues with um, accessibility when you're dealing with, say, a fire out in the marsh. And the craziest things will cause a fire. You know, somebody discards a glass bottle and the sun hits it just right. And remember when you were a kid and you had the magnifying glass and you were, you know, chasing around insects and things like that. Same thing happens and you can ignite, you know, fires that way as well as a, you know, litany of others that we, you know, all, all know how, you know, human beings can, can start a fire. So it's completely different tactics. Um, you know, uh, in, in a brush fire, we might call for the helicopter. Uh, to drop water from the bucket that it can carry and refill in lakes and pools and things like that. Um, structure fire requires a lot of manpower. There's search and rescue operations. You want to make sure there's no victims and try to get you know cats and dogs out uh, as well. And on on the big ground fires, uh, you know Georgia forestry can be brought in, but they are very specific in what they do. They don't even have air trucks. They have small brush trucks that carry a few hundred gallons of water, but their big thing is bulldozers. And they'll plow a fire break fire to try break, to contain yeah. it and let the fire burn out. But if there's a structure in that area or even an abandoned car, they don't attack that. They look to the local fire department to do that. So it's a close working partnership, but we're usually first. Nobody's going to call Georgia Forestry in Chatham County, they're going to call 911. We're going to get dispatched. We'll get on scene and our command officer will say, please send Georgia Forestry en route. Yeah, that, that's kind of how that works. I know there's been a lot of back and forth on this. Uh, social media tends to do that. Other, I'm sure you get emails and you talk to people. 
as it comes to customers and residents, not some of the noise that you hear on social media, uh, what have you heard as this has all gone down in terms of, of the, the change and our people? I know there's a lot of questions, uh, but uh, is, have you found that people are pretty receptive to it, backlash to it? What, what, have you, what is the general feeling that you've gotten from people? So I will tell you that, you know, thinking 90,000 or so unincorporated residents, there are about three or four people that are um, continually hitting social media with negative comments, but they've been doing that for years. And, um, you know, they, they are such a very small portion of the people impacted. For the most part, people are really supportive. They're a little bit agitated that for so long, so many people didn't pay their fair share. Um, that it has come to this. And, and then the, the general thought is curiosity. What's my bill going to be? You know, I've, I've looked at mine. Mine will actually go down a little bit. I've talked with two of my coworkers, and theirs is going to go up a little bit. So it, it's, everybody's kind of really curious about how, how that's going to impact me individually. What about the business owners that have Big, big structures. Are they? Are you hearing much from them? Because I, quite frankly, I know some of them were some of the ones that weren't paying. What What has been the reaction to those that maybe have the bigger bill because they've got big structures? Of course, it's their place of business, so they're turning they're turning yeah, revenue I, out of it. What do you hear from them? Yeah, b- believe it or not, I've not heard from any of them. Now, I don't know if the county commissioners have heard from them, but they haven't weighed in at all as far as contacting us and asking us any questions. There aren't that many uh, commercial properties in our service area, less than 700. So when you're talking about a total of 36,000 ID numbers, PINs, uh, or actual properties that we serve, about 700 are are businesses of all shapes and sizes, little strip stores, little standalone barber shops, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So you've watched the you've watched the back and forth in this and, and I've seen you at a lot of county commission meetings uh, are you expecting a a resolution on May the 15th and and are you I guess you're 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 under contract so for you it's kind of like you're just there to fill in the blanks at this point but are you ready for this to be over um yeah you know it, it actually has not been difficult at all to work with county staff I, I know the commissioners have a, a daunting task because they have a lot of people that each of them represent. Some are impacted, some are not. Some represent, you know, areas of cities that do not fall into our service area. So they, they've been grappling with this, you know, at the political level, um, but really diligently. And But the staff has been and, and as I say, we, you know, we issued our first bill in February for fire protection services delivered in January. And we were paid, and we got paid for February and so on. So um, we are there to support them. Um, but I, I do think that they, you know, have come to realize that it wasn't as easy as it looked. <laughs> it, it is very challenging. And then, of course, you get into the politics of it, and that makes it even more daunting. For people who are listening to this and maybe want to, they have some FAQs, you all have information available in different places for people to have that, right? Where can they go to find that info? So if you go to chathames.org, that's for Chatham Emergency Services, chathames.org, uh, on, on the landing page there are some, uh, a button to some frequently asked questions, and we're about to add about another page and a half to kind of clarify some of the misinformation that's being put out there by a small segment of the uh, social media users. 
Okay. So you can go there, get some info. But I'll also tell you that the county has an awful lot of good information on their website. Right. So chathamcounty.org. Right. And for folks, I think earlier I said the commission meeting for the vote is the 15th. I'm looking at my calendar now. I think it will be the 13th. And ah. so uh, if you want to learn some more, and of course that meeting will include some public discussion. So if you want to go in and weigh in before the vote, you'll have that opportunity. But it would be next. It would be uh, Friday. Uh, the 13th. May the 13th. Friday the 13th <laughs> at, uh, at, the, at the old county courthouse down there in, on Wright Square, I believe, at uh, 930, 9, 9.30. I'm probably butchering it. Just look it up. Go on the Chatham County website. You find out when the meeting is. But that's where, that's where this will be uh, decided, at least we think. And it will happen on Monday, or on Monday, on Friday the 13th. But, Chuck, thanks so much for taking the time. It's always good to talk to you. I'm glad that this is uh, finally moving toward full resolution. And thanks all for all that you do in the community. Pleasure. And I'm really <clears throat> happy that the uh, financials of the fire department are going to be stabilized now. Um, you know, as enough for us, because if we have income that exceeds our expenses, we plow it back into the community. We, we give better salaries to the employees. We give better benefits, equipment. And we've gone so many years without adequate funding that we really have a little bit of a catch-up period on equipment in particular. I would tell you that annexation has caused us some heartburn because now we have stations that need to be moved um, because they're not adequately located now that different cities have annexed in around them. So we do have some big capital things coming up. That's the only message I wanted to, to leave um, with you and the, and the listeners. Um, but we're, we're de definitely on an upward trajectory. And uh, it's been a great sigh of relief for our volunteer board of directors and, and all our employees and volunteers. All right. Very good. Well, thank you again, Chuck. And we, will, uh, we wish you all the best at the meeting. And we'll talk to you again down the road. Okay. Thank you. That's all for the Tuesday Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Uh, before I sign off, I want to re remind everybody that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Last week, for example, the Savannah Repertory Theater's Ryan McCurdy told us about Broadway legend Bill Irwin's new show, which is called On Beckett, and it debuts in Savannah this weekend. It's going to be a good show over at the Cultural Arts Center. Go look it up. Go watch the show. But first, go listen to that interview on that podcast. You can find that episode by searching The Commute with that Savannah opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns on Thursday, and we look forward to talking to you then. Mm -hmm.